be here and be together one more time. Um, I'm just going to ask everybody to go on ahead and stand. Um, we're going to get into worship. Um, we're just forever thankful for the goodness of God. Um, we are thankful for um, his many blessings and the evidence that he leaves all around us. Um, there's a portion of scripture that says, um, I was talking about when an apostle arrived, he saw the evidence of God's blessings. He was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. So that's exactly what we want to do on this morning. We just want to praise and worship God, um, take some time to reflect on his evidence and just remind each other to stay true to the Lord because he truly is good and he is blessing us every day. I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll get right into worship. Most Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for just being here one more time. We thank you for your many blessings. Um, we thank you for showing us your evidence of your love time and time again, um, even when we feel like we don't deserve it. But we just thank you for being our Father. We thank you for staying close to us through it all. And we will forever give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Amen.
fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises and fulfillment.
wants to bring all kinds of things in front of us, God. The enemy brings all kinds of things in front of us. But you, God, we only want you. We only want you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, so the scripture that comes to my mind is um, in Psalms talks about he has a table spread before us so he brings good things he brings the best things for us and he does he has a table spread for us it's all you know sometimes in, in the natural we can be very picky on what we want to eat physically but the stuff that he brings is all good it's all good it nourishes our spirit our soul our mind our emotions, it, it satisfies us all. And it's our choice whether we want to take and grab it and eat it. So today, that table is spread. That table is spread. So I know as, as Greg comes up and gives the word, man, this is your time to just take it in and just let it nourish, nourish you. Let it nourish you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. unexpected in ways unknown. Now we could come off of a mountaintop experience. We could come out of the valley and, and you're not limited by either one of those, Lord. You have a way of preparing us for the table that you've prepared for us. And so, Father, we pull up a chair and God, we just with anticipation look forward to all that you have for us today. Yeah, Lord, that you would have your way in this house. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, worship team. Can we show them some love? Thank you, guys. Thank you. While I steal, I'm going to steal this <laughs> tablet. I didn't want to steal that while she was playing, but uh, I have notes on here, and, uh, and if I don't look at them, then you guys are going to be uninformed. And so, uh, so yeah. So we know, like, uh, so uh, my wife, Julie, she has a sister um, that has uh, gone through some uh, uh, surgery, and, uh, and, and this past week, it's down in Tennessee, and so Julie has been down there um, with, uh, with her, and, uh, and we're thankful to report that that, that uh, surgery has gone well, and she's recovering. They still have some more testing to do to look into you know, see how, how, you know, things need to, you know, continue on from this point forward, but, uh, but uh, she is, she'd gone through um, uh, breast cancer and, uh, and dealing with that, and so um, could we just lift them up uh, right now? Let's do that. Father, we come before you, and God, I thank you, Lord, that you, um, that you really do go before us, God, and, uh, and Father, I thank you that you've seen this day long before um, the rainwaters had seen it, before Christelle had seen it. And, and God, I thank you that you're holding your daughter and you're holding that family, the Rainwater family, in your hands. And God, that you have sent um, 
Julie and Shelly and Sandra down there to minister to them. And I pray that you would pour into them and pour through them today, Lord, as, uh, as you would continue to, to minister to, to the family. And Lord, we pray for a good report. God, we pray that every cancer cell would be gone. Lord, that nothing would be found in your daughter, Lord, that doesn't belong. And Father, we speak health over her. We speak life. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that, uh, Lord, that we could put our trust in you. And Lord, we don't have anything to worry about. We have nothing to fear. And God, we just rest in your provision and your goodness in that. And we thank you, Lord, for the good report so far. And we pray for more of that, more and more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. And thank you for those who've been praying. We really do appreciate Appreciate those prayers. It's certainly, uh, they're heard, and, uh, and, and they're, we're very thankful. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, um, I believe, see, when Julie's gone, it's going to show. Because I'm going to be like, what's next? Uh, we have children's church this morning. Yes, all right. Well, I don't want to dismiss children without having a leader down there. Who's the leader today? Oh, Holly. All right, Holly. <laughs> Thank you. You were hesitant. Now, wait a minute. I just didn't want to say, we're dismissing the children, and then they run off, and they're just down there taking out the copper pipes or whatever they do, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Making that money. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll go and dismiss the children for Children's Church. Thank you, Holly, and thank you, Katrina, who I guess is already down there. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank you, truly. Thank you, guys. All right, guys, a couple of announcements that, uh, that you want to be aware of. Uh, first of all, we have the kids cooking for the homeless event coming up Saturday, March 18th. That's from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the high school. It's the Mount Vernon Township High School. And, uh, and we have a group of volunteers that are together in a, in a messenger group. If you're interested in being a volunteer, whether you could be there that night or not, or maybe you have ideas that you want to share along the way, um, this is probably the, not probably, this is the major fundraiser that we have for doing the shelter ministry, because the shelter ministry is not one that just, you know, people come in needing a place to stay, they usually don't come in with big donations and things like that, and so, so we just trust God's provision along the way, and, uh, and the different efforts that we lay out with that, that it's paired up with His favor and blessing, uh, we certainly see that in an event like this, and so Saturday, March 18th, if you would mark your calendars for that, if you need tickets, you can get them online, that's on our uh, website, it's also on Facebook, there's an event for it, and if you want to volunteer, just uh, let us know, uh, you could uh, let me know after service and we'll add you to that group, we have a volunteer meeting this coming Saturday, 2 p.m. at Grace Community, and, uh, and so we look forward to that as well. Uh, we also have, coming up this Thursday, a worship growth group. That's at our house this Thursday at 6 p.m. We just gather at, at our house, Julie and I's house, and we just play worship music. We enter into God's presence. We bask there in his presence. And then if there's any words of encouragement that we would give, any revelations that would be to share with the group, then, then we do that as well. And it's a really good time to uh, just come together and be uh, in, in, the, in the Father's presence together around him. And, uh, and also, there is an event that Broken Up Healed is doing called Friendship with Jesus, and that is Friday, March 3rd, 6.30 p.m., and, uh, and Richard Rose, anything that you'd like to say, add to that? I would say some things that, I don't know, it'll be flying off the, like it, it'll be made up, it'll, I'll, I'll be, there's going to be 
pyro. There's going to be all flames. There's, no, there's not. Probably not. Holy, Holy Spirit flames. Yeah. There you go. That was prophetic. Yeah, there you go. So if you have not heard Jake and Heather Matheny do worship, that in itself is worth coming to because they just know how to usher in the presence of the Holy Spirit and let you just connect in a way that is just amazing. So I encourage you to come, and then Jake is going to be sharing a message. Jake hears the Holy Spirit and delivers a message. And so while this is the plan that he felt like the Lord said, just know that he has the attitude that we have with our ministry, that if the Lord says, switch it up, change it, it will happen. And that's okay. So just come expecting to receive. We'll have a time of prayer at the end where um, people can receive prayer for healing, for being filled with the Spirit, for getting a fresh filling of the Spirit. Whatever you need, you come seeking. God will not disappoint. Thank you. Thank you. I remember um, getting to hear him pour out in a Kingdom Church. There's a conference. Um, I think it was called Holy Spirit. It was Holy Spirit Conference. And uh, and it was very, very good, very powerful. It was, the, it was the only night that Julie and I could get over there, and uh, you really, it's worth it. It's worth it, the ministry time. I didn't get to experience, though. I don't think they, he led worship. I think he might have, I don't even know if he played guitar that night. But anyway, it's worth it. The ministry time is, is it's good, sharp stuff, good stuff. Um, and then also, one other thing that uh, I want to make sure that we're aware of is um, our, our churches are coming together, um, family life and grace community. Um, this is uh, news that I've been really, obviously, this isn't a surprise. We know this, but at the same time, I haven't been blasting this on Facebook because tomorrow is the day to blast it. If I blasted it prematurely, then people would have been showing up over there. And <laughs> that's, right? Right, Becky? Is, is that happened? That's... <laughs> Hey, but it's still good anyway. If you show up there, that's still, it's really good over there too. So it's fine. Um, but, uh, but starting next week, our churches are coming together and we're just going to be meeting at Grace. That's where we do the shelter at. There's a lot of things that just make sense with that. However, you need to make sure and mark the time change. It is at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. At Grace Community, and uh, they've really rolled out the red carpet for us uh, over there. We appreciate that with the shelter and everything, and our, our youth groups have already joined together, and uh, in fact, we have youth on Sunday nights, and that's a good thing, a good, really good time. It's at four o'clock, and, uh, and so if uh, you have youth, that would just we welcome them, and uh, God is really moving there in the youth. It's, it's really powerful, good stuff, and uh, and. So, uh, so anyway, so starting next week, we're going to be meeting out there at Grace and uh, continually meeting out there. And so just so that we know that if you show up here, you can, uh, God's presence will be here. You just might be the only one in getting to enjoy it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we're going to be meeting at Grace. So that being said, um, I, want to, uh, I want to thank uh, Pastor Greg for... Uh, stepping up and, and filling in and uh, really opens the door for me to do some things. I've been like a, a basically I've been uh, having to fill in some really big shoes this past week with Julie being gone and uh, and I didn't know I didn't know the shoes could get so big. That, that is, 
a massive role that she does a lot. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I'm so serious. This morning, and this has been, we've had several days coming into this. Like, she's been gone since when? Was it like 2015 or something, it feels like? When? Wednesday. Since past Wednesday. And, uh, man, I just felt like, okay, all right, we got this. We'll be fine. I'm not, no joke. We got ready for church, and I'm like, that's a record. We're not even going to be late. And nobody had eaten breakfast. <laughs> not even me, man. And I'm like, okay, well, God help us. And so, uh, so Hannah ran back in for a Pop-Tart, and then we uh, did donuts here this morning. And, uh, and so that's something that Grace Community does not do. So we're going to bring that glorious gift to them. We're going to start doing donuts over there. And, uh, and they're going to be uh, um, awakened to that. And uh, hallelujah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, we're going to mark it on the box, family life, donuts. No, not really. No, it's really churches coming together. So, uh, so it's all, all shared. And so, but uh, Greg, brother, you, you really opened it up for me to be able to get a lot of things done. Obviously, I didn't do breakfast this morning, but, uh, but uh, really, it, 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 blessed, it blessed us more than, more than you know. And then the flexibility last week, uh, Greg was supposed to preach last week. And, uh, and that didn't happen, um, you know, just one of those services where we really wanted to just draw near to God and be where he was and do what he was doing, and, and it's just, uh, it, it didn't work out last week for, you know, message, but uh, the flexibility of that, we appreciate that because, you know, sometimes we can come into a place where, you know, uh, the agenda is king, and, uh, and it's not, it's certainly not king, so, so brother, we appreciate that flexibility, appreciate the uh, um, help this, this past week. The ride you gave me to my van, to, to Julie's van, um, and <laughs> all of it, brother. We appreciate you. Guys, let's show some love to Pastor Greg as he comes. I think I put this thing so far back, I couldn't tell if it was on or not. All right, let's pray. Grace and love, Father, Lord, we thank you and give you praise for all that you have done. Lord, we ask you that you will open up our hearts and our minds to hear what you have to say to us, Lord God. Lord, the time that we're living in, so many things going on, Lord God. There's so many opinions on everything that we can see and have access to, but your opinion matters. Your opinion is not opinion, it's facts. It's facts. And so we ought to hear what you have to say first, Lord, to position us to win, position us to be in a place where you've called us to be. Lord, we just ask you that you will help all of us with the anxiety of trying to make the right decision, the pressure, all those things that is not like you, Lord God. We just ask you that you overtake those things, Lord God, and you step in and you bless us, Lord. You give us the wisdom to make the right choices in our lives to go forth, to be successful in our life. The success that you call success, not the world. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So glad to see everybody here today. Beautiful smiles on your face. It's good to smile, I'm telling you. It's good to laugh and not be serious all the time. You know, we got a pastor that loves to crack jokes. Even though they're not always, they're not as funny as mine, but you know, he, he tries. I mean, he tries, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, he's a busy man, 24-7. I told him, I said, man, I'm glad that you would not be. The wife go, 
I said, man, I'll probably be in the bed crying every night. Ooh, Tiffany, come back, please, please. I probably would have just called off and took my whole family. Kids, I get the week off of school. We all going. Everybody's gone. It's like, I don't know if I can do it. And so, you know, we just want to keep praying for Pastor Ken and his girls. You know, they got to suffer too. He ain't even feeding his kids, so we might have to call DCFS on them. They're starving, <laughs> starving his kids. I'm like, man, give them a Pop-Tart. It's not a healthy breakfast. I mean, come on now. Eggs, bacon, it's not that hard. I'm sorry, Caitlin. I'm sorry. All the pressure's put on you. and So, you know, it, it's tough. It is definitely tough, but, you know, maybe we have to get some of the women here in the church to kind of, I don't know, send them some home-cooked meals for, I don't know, maybe I can grill. So, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get off of him. It's just so many jokes, you know. He had a birthday, too. I think he's 50, what? <laughs> okay, that's enough. That's enough. Lord, where we going? I got a pretty lengthy message here, so. I don't have a tablet, so I have about 20 pages. No, I'm just joking. All right. If you would open up your, your Bibles on your phones, at whatever you have, to Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. And if you do have your Bible, if you want to prepare for the second one, it's going to be John 15, verse 6 through 8, if you have a Bible. But they'll be on both of the TVs. Psalms 1 and 3 says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his, his fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. John 15, verse 6 through 8 says, If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burnt. If you abide in me, and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Today I want to talk to you about position to win. Position to win. Everyone wants to be a winner till it comes time to do what winners do. You just say, I want to win. I want to be rich. I want to do this. I want to do that. We say those things, but when it comes down to doing those things, what are we doing? Because just talking, this, this isn't, you remember the old, the first movie, The Matrix? You sit in the machine and you're like, I need to fly this plane. I can fly a plane. You know, just take off. Taekwondo, boop, down low, bam. No Taekwondo. That's movie. That's not reality. It takes training and time to learn to do those things. And in today's world, social media and technology it's weakening us to thinking that all we should, we should have stuff given to us just because we ask. But if you ask winners, if you see what a winner does, they stand out, they're different. Bill Belichick said, 
Winning is ultimately the team has to come first. Even though we all have individual goals and preference on what we want to do, he explains, we have to pay attention, we have to be coachable, work hard, and you got to improve. You got to. Some people are going to improve faster than others, and that's okay. You can't get blindsided because somebody's moving a little bit quicker than you. The, the pace that God has you at is where he wants you at. And Bill Belichick won six Super Bowl rings because he has designed a way that he wants to coach his team, the way that he wants to operate his team. So when we talk about what it takes, we have to position ourselves, we have to be around those people that called us. Another person who I thought of who was a hard worker was Kobe Bryant. They used to always say Kobe Bryant would, would go a couple hours before the game and he would shoot around for an hour or two before the game. Drenched in sweat, shooting around. Went home, went to shower, come back, ready to go, refresh. So there was a guy named Jay Williams who played for the Chicago Bulls who ended up ending his career early through a motorcycle accident. He heard about this Kobe Bryant doing these things in the, you know, in the morning or afternoons, whatever, to prepare for the game. So he said, you know what? We're going to LA to play. I'm gonna get there early before him and I'm gonna shoot around. And so they get there and they was playing like a seven, nine o'clock game. And so, you know what? I'm gonna get there. I think he said like 11 o'clock he was gonna get there and shoot around. He walks through the door and walks on the court and he's hearing this noise, like somebody's already on the court. He comes in, there's Kobe, drenched in sweat. Said, all right, young buck, threw the ball at him and says, your turn, you can go ahead and, and practice. And Jay's just like, just stunned. And Kobe looked, walked, walked past and turned around and walked back, uh, turned around and looked at him. He said, you thought you was gonna get here before me in my house? I don't think so. Because, see, we see the glory things when it comes to game time. We see those things. But we don't see what goes on behind the scene. The hard work, the amount of time that you have to put in when nobody else is watching to be successful. And so this scripture that God really brought to me is like, man, just this one verse is really pulled out a lot. And so I really want to focus on this, on the Psalms 1 and 3. And so my first point is the promise. The promise. He shall be. He starts out. And this is David's writing. He shall be. He didn't say maybe or possibly or better chance of. Because people are looking for assurance, looking for something to believe in. And this is the promise from God. The devil will promise you a bunch of things, but he's lying to you. And God is the man that cannot lie. And so he says, you shall be like a tree. You shall be. He's telling you. He's, prom he's making this promise. And Job 13 and 15 says, yet will I trust him. The yet is what should remi remind us that he'll take care of us always 
as long as we stay in his arms, trust him. All the things that Job went through, he said, yet will I trust him. And so we got to trust God. Before we get any further, the first thing we got to do is trust him. My second point, and this is where a lot of us, we have problems with. And God really wanted me to spend a lot of time talking about this. Is the planting. Location, location is key. The planting is demonstration of a plan and purpose from God. Planting is an action done for a specific purpose and plan. God knows what he's doing, but you have to let God work. He knows where you need to be and where you will thrive and flourish. He will put you by not one, but plural, rivers of water, multiple sources of life, a good place where you would do great. Let God pick your rivers. In 1 Samuel 15 and 22, Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delighted in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, obey, obedience obey is better than sacrifice. You can't plant, if you took a tree, let's say you want to take oh, a palm tree. You can't take that to Alaska and plant that there. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Every plant is designed to be placed in a certain environment. And so when God is talking about planting, he's got a certain spot for you that you have to be placed. And it's not always popular. It's not. David was a shepherd boy, tending sheep, one of the just, I'm trying to be nice, I don't know if I should say stupid or not. I just said it. <laughs> But sheep just, they don't listen. They just do it everywhere. And you know what? That's where David was left at. They left him alone, left out the sheep. They just run around everywhere, just run the danger, just don't care. And David spent that time. Sometimes God is going to place you in a place that you don't want to be, where you feel like, man, I can't stand this town. I want to leave this town and go somewhere else. And you leave, and God didn't say it was time for you to leave, and you go somewhere else where you think it's the best ever, and you don't make it, and you come back. That's because God didn't place you there. He placed you where you're at right now for a reason. And so David, being placed with the sheep, and when God told Samuel to go out to David's house and talk to his father about the king, about, you know, preparing for a new king, his father brought all his sons and didn't even think about David. Your own, his own father brought one up. Yeah, this one's got to be the king. Samuel looking like God tell him, nope, not that one. Brought the other one. Nope, not him. All these guys. And Samuel's like, you sure these are all your sons? You sure this... This is all you have? And he's like, well, there's one out there with the, with the sheep. Certainly, I mean, 
If you want me to bring them, I'll bring them. And he brings them. God's like, yes, him. Because he was obedient to doing the things that other people didn't want to do, for one, but because God was teaching them. When God places you where you're at, he's teaching you. He's molding and shaping you. And sometimes the season of learning things not to do. Everything around you like, man, I don't need to do that. Don't need to do that. It's like, man, can I get some positive in my life? And God is working on you. Trying to show you like, I'm trying to show you what not to do right now. I know it's hard. But sit there and learn. And so David, because he was obedient to God, doing those things, brought him out. Just because God placed you in one place, this doesn't mean it's forever. It might be for a few seasons. Just like we talk about coming to church. Church is so important. Through COVID, before COVID, after COVID, church has always been a need. It's not a, well, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll, I'll not go. And I know there's times where we can't be here, but we know our focus is the fellowship among brothers and sisters. We walk through the door with that burden that we felt all week long, and our brothers and sisters come to church with a word for somebody, not realizing who it's for, and because we're here and that word was spoken, has really connected to help that burden be relieved off of you. Because those things are a need for us. And if the devil is successful, he's going to pick all of us apart to be by ourselves, to be alone, so he can put all those lies in our face and in our minds. He wants that. He wants you to be alone. He doesn't want you to be among brethren, to be strengthening iron, sharpening iron. Because we need each other. And so when we talk about planting the seed, we got to test the grounds to know where are we supposed to be at. If I'm going to plant a garden or a tree, I got to make sure the ground is not toxic. I work at the high school in, in Centralia, and so they was building, they built this new coffee place, and they got all this dirt just piled up, just dark soil that looks rich, it looks good. I'm like, man, I told, told the mayor, he works part-time security just for the fun of it. He said, uh, I asked him, I said, all that dirt just sitting there like nobody's just going to take that dirt and use it. It looks pretty good. He said, it's no good. He said, it's toxic. He said, we got to figure out where we're going to move that dirt at. Because they test it. We have to know where we're positioning ourselves at. If we're going to be able to be successful if you're going to be able to withstand those things. And so once we understand that God has placed us here, we have to understand that it's our spirit that is guiding us in the right place, not our flesh. And our flesh and our spirit is going to war against each other. It's going to fight against when it's uncomfortable. And our flesh is like, no, we have to ask God, is this where I need to be in my life? If this is right, I can't let the flesh dictate. And so many times in our life we do because the desire of the flesh is not the desire of God. And if we abide in him, the flesh doesn't matter. 
And that's why fasting and praying is so important because it keeps that flesh more under control and it gets strength in our spirit to take the right decisions in our lives. But if we're not spending that time with God, if we're not sitting there seeking God first, it's going to be a struggle. So know that location is key when it comes to placing yourself in the right right place. Just like any business, I take Waffle Company for a prime example. Somebody thought I was going to say Chick-fil-A. Nope, that's the only time I'm going to say it. (laughs) But Waffle Company, this place has been in Mount Vernon for a long time. Used to be behind a Circle K over there by Motel 6, Super 8, Super 8, and hardly anybody went there. The moment they moved there, moved next to Domino's, boom, busy 24-7. Just constantly from the time that they opened. Matter of fact, before they even opened, they had people sitting in their cars waiting for them to open up their doors all the time. That's me and meet there Thursday morning, and we're getting there at 6 something in the morning. There's already 20-plus people sitting there, and business just exploded. Why? Because location is so important. God has a specific location for you, and you have to trust him to know that he's going to put you in a place to where you can be successful. My third point is productivity. Bring forth his fruit in his season. God loves fruit. And the word fruit itself has been used over 60 times in the Bible. God is glorified when we bear fruit. If you want to show, show him how much you love him, bring forth his fruit. But what does this mean? It's our character, our conduct, and converts. Our Christian character in Galatians 5, 22 through 23 says, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and last but not least, self-control. Remember I talk about being successful and the work that you got to put in? These things are hard. Self-control. I, um, back in December, I bought this 2XL shirt. Went to go put it on. I said, man, this shirt is tight. I said, this ain't no 2XL. Took it off. I said, man, I'm taking this shirt back. And I went to go pull my other 2X shirt off, put it on. I was like, Oh, yeah, it's a shirt. It's me. <laughs> I said, I got to make some changes. I got a little self-control over it comes to eating these sweets that I keep eating. And so I had to put some action into what I needed to do. Self-control. I got to be able to love. We got to be able to be faithful and be gentle to those who are struggling at times. Remembering that we at one point were in their shoes. Just like when I argue with, to, with my kids and I have to fuss at them and I'll fuss at them. It's like the Holy Spirit's like, well, remember you at their age, what you was doing. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, try to have a little compassion, but still make sure they understand that, you know, you got to do better. And so we got to have all these things and it's hard. Amen. Having patience. Will you want something? A lot of times, you know, our flesh don't like to wait. And that's one thing that technology has really made it hard for a lot of us because we use these things with technology and bam, just like that, 
and sent. Me and my friend was talking about texting. I remember when they first started texting, you know, it took about five, six minutes for that text message to see it. You know, you send it and he's like, man, I'm just gonna call. He's like, man, you get my text? He's like, nope. Oh, I just got it. Yeah, I got it now. You know, now it's like, ding, 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 ding. You got it right away. And so technology is so fast. Everything is so quick and God doesn't move like that. And we have to remind ourselves that God isn't technology. The way he operates is he moves at his own time. And it's not going to be that fast. And so patience is this one thing that's really important. Peace. Having a peace of mind. Having peace at home. Amen. If you don't have peace anywhere, you should at least have peace at home. You don't let somebody come in your home and just cause chaos. That's the case. They got to go. We need to do some praying. You call, call Bev over to your house and tell her that's the one you want to call. Bev ain't no joke. She'll come up there, boy, take care of it. Ain't that right, Bev? <laughs> I, I love this Bev a whole lot. I always tell Ken, I say, you know, she's the reason why I'm here, not you, right? You know, we always, always joke and laugh. But she, she was the first one that I met, and she just gave me that hug. And, you know, I just, I just, felt, just felt that love. When she, when she gave me that hug the first time I came to, to Family Life Church. And so we need that. We need to be able to have those things. And, you know, when we see somebody that we haven't seen in a long time or, you know, someone you just, they show up, you know, you get so excited when you see them. You know, like when we see our, our deacon director, uh, Brian, you know, mother come in, you know, it puts a big smile on my face when I see, you know, I'm sure she's proud of her son and, and just see him and so see, there we go. <laughs> but so excited to see everybody, you know, so we need to have that joy and let them know like, hey, I love you. And so our character is so important, so important because people are watching us. They're watching how we behave. And then the Christian conduct Colossians, uh, Colossians 1 and 10 says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And the work that we do is godly. It's godly. And so when people see us, they're like, man, that's the Christian man. Not just cutting corners, half doing things that we do things the right way. I'ma kinda brag on, on our sheriff a little bit. You know, there's, there's people that would hear him talk about, you know, he does stuff the right way. He don't, he's not gonna, you know, do shady stuff and just, just love him. And so I remember one time we was at the breakfast and I was like, man, I looked at Tom and I was like, I was like, man, I'm gonna be late for work. I was like, Jeff, I'm going to have to roll a little faster on the interstate. I said, if I get a ticket, you got my back right. He said, I'm going to tell you like I tell all my officers, you get yourself your ticket, you get yourself out of it. You paying for it, not me. <laughs> I was like, man, I thought you was my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's what we need, though. We need somebody that's going to do thing a godly way. Right. Amen. And, and, and have that Christian character at work outside of work. And so I'll just hear people talk about, you know, man, you season, 
you know, he's got a smile on his face. And even the people underneath him are, are seeing that, and it affects them. And so when we work, we are the ones that affect our environment at work. And it's hard. At times it's hard. Like my wife, you know, she deals with these, these kids and in the middle school, and it's tough. And it's tough. And I, and I know I like dealing with bad behavior kids. She don't. And so it's a little bit different when it comes to that. But, you know, pressing through and praying for one another and just really doing things, even when we're frustrated, having a Christian conduct. And so the last one, the Christian converts, is Christian converts are like fruit harvested for God. So you see, according to Jesus, God wants us to lead others to him. In John 15 and 8, it says, Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you so shall ye be my disciples. My mother, before she passed away, she told me this story of this lady that was the mother of the church that she grew up in. And she had a vision when she died that she saw her up in heaven and all these people were behind her. And she said, God showed me, this is what the lady was saying to my mother, she said, God showed me these are all the people because the way I conducted myself led them to Christ. How many will you lead to Christ? And my mom said that vision was like as clear as day as if she was awake, standing up in front of her, just seeing that. And every time she would just tell me, she would remind me of that story, she would just be in tears. And so all the cancer that, that she went through and all the visits to the doctor, she would come in there knowing that she could barely get out of bed. She would come in that office, and I would just see this smile just come on her face, knowing it was hurting. And she would just smile, and the nurses just look at her, and she'd go in the chemo room and sit there, and she would get up and go talk to other people and say, hey, can I pray for you? And I'm just sitting there just, wow, just amazed. So long story short, when doctor kept telling her, you know, for the 15 years she battled that she was going to die in a year the first five, six years. And finally the doctor gave up. He said, I don't get it. Normally by now, you would have been dead. When I say you're gonna die in a year or so, that's what's gonna happen. You know, these doctors, they don't care, they talk crazy. And there's a lot of times where I just want to fight the man, but I had to really pray hard. <laughs> and so my mom just smiled and said, you don't dictate when it's time for me to go. My God does. And so long story short, it brought him to Christ. And when she died in a funeral, and at a funeral, he showed up with several of the nurses. And he said, I know we don't come to my patient's funeral. He's like, but your mom really touched my heart. And she really brought me back to Christ because all I see is death all around me. I see people not making it. But because the way, your mother, the way that your mother conducted herself, the way her character was, even when I knew the pain she was going through, and she had a smile on her face. She said, we couldn't wait to see her walk in that door. And it said, it touched all of us. Those things we don't really think about. But God is using us for a reason. Whether life is going good or it's going bad, God is using us. And so because of how we conduct ourselves, because of the character that we have, it brings people to Christ. And that's what God wants. He wants that. And so my last one, 
is prosperity. His leaves shall also, his leaves shall also shall not wither, and whatever he doeth shall prosper. Everybody wants to prosper till it's time to do the things that are needed. But God's formula is in verse 1 and 2. <clears throat> if you will live in Psalms 1 and 1 and verse 2, God will bless you in ways you never imagined. So what does Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 says? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Doing and thinking like a sinner means doing what sinners do. And if God is saying, that's not the way to be successful, then it's not. If we're wanting to be successful in Christ, we have to know what he wants us and not what the world wants. So success in the world is all the, the fancy cars, the 100,000 vehicles, the million-dollar mansion, you know, the trophy wife, you know, and having a maid and having all those things like, oh, that's so successful, that's what I want. But I know plenty of people that have a ton of money and still not healthy, still not happy. Because things don't buy happiness. We get, you ever just want something so bad? It's like, man, I want it. I want it bad. And you go buy it and you get it and you're like, okay, that's nice. I got it. On to the next. I want it. I want it. I want it. You buy it. Nice for a few days. Don't even care about no more. Because that's not where it's at. We, we want nice things, yes. There's nothing wrong with that. But we don't allow nice things to overtake our lives. Having to work 70 and 80 hours just because we want to buy a $80,000 truck. For what? Soon you drive it out the lot, it's worth about 60. Then you go try to trade it in, and then you're probably going to get about 30. There's no value. But the value in relationships are important. The value of having health is so important. So when, we, when the Bible is talking about in verse 1 and 2 where, where sinners are doing their things and taking advice. You don't want to take advice from someone that's not a Christian. Especially if you call yourself a Christian, you want to be a godly man. I want to be a godly husband. Why would I go talk to someone that's not even married? Why would I talk to somebody that doesn't even care about their spouse? They're married, not happily married, and they got three or four girls on the side. Why, why would I want to take advice from them? We have to know who to take advice from in our lives and pray and ask God to help us. There was one time I remember I was just praying and God said, go have Jeff pray for you. I'm like, what? Like, it didn't even make sense. Like, I was like, I was going to talk to Pastor Kent, but 
God was like, no, go talk to Jeff. And I went to go talk to Jeff, and he prayed. And everything Jeff was praying for was just right on point. And I mean, the Holy Spirit in me was just like perfect, just perfect. And then something else happened. I said, well, I'm going to go talk to Jeff again. And God was like, no, nah, I need you to talk to Kip. Have Kip pray for you. And everything Kip was talking was just perfect. And different people every time, Pastor Ken and just different men, wherever God just leads you. But if you get on social media saying, all right, I got this problem, what should I do? People are going to be laughing, what's the problem? I want to know what the problem is. And people are probably looking at the test laughing, oh, Greg got some problems. We're going to laugh about this and talk about this later on. Instead of people, instead of really getting some serious praying, now you got people warding against you laughing, trying to get all your business for just because they want to be nosy. And so it's very important that we seek the right counsel, the godly counsel. And then also, when people are going through, we're not sitting on the high chair judging someone because of what they're going through. I'm a lot better than them. See, when I was your age, well, I had three, four jobs, and you barely got one. What, you driving that car? Man, when I was your age, boy, I had me a brand new Lexus. Limited edition. <laughs> Only a thousand made. That's a little inside joke. <laughs> but it's not good to judge. Because remember, we've all had our own faults. And we have to learn to be patient and loving with one another. With us church running a warming shelter, or not even a warming, a homeless shelter 24 hours, we're trying to get people back on their feet. We don't have time to judge about where they're being, but more on focus and praying on where they're going yeah. in their lives. Bearing, growing that fruit, Amen. because our season is going to be 24-7. Yeah. Trying to grow fruit, whether it's in the spring, summer, winter, or fall. God's placed us in the right place to continue to grow. But if we let the Lord, if we let the Lord lead us in everything, then we can be like a tree that can withstand any condition that comes our way because it is plan, planted in the right spot. Are you in the right place? And are you in position to win? Ask yourself, God, Am I in the right place? Am I where I need to be? Not where I want to be, but where I need to be in my life. And if you are, God help me to where I can surround myself around the right people that's going to help strengthen me so that I can produce the fruit that God has in me. Because if not, if you're just a tree just sitting there and you're supposed to produce apples and there's no apples, you're going to be chopped up and I'm going to be using you in my grill to smoke some chicken and some brisket. Or you can be a tree that every season produces those nice bright red apples to where you just bite into it, it's just nice and juicy. We all need to produce 
all can be successful the way that God calls success in life. Since we, we've been in this, since my family's been here in this church, a lot of us has grown. We've seen people come and go for whatever reason. And that's part of life. Whether people leave because of the flesh or because people leave because of the spirit, that's their choice. But we have to make sure that we're praying for them and for ourselves that they are making the right decision. I was just telling my wife the other day, I was like, you know, Caitlin is a junior in high school. I said, I remember she was in the eighth grade when we first started coming to this church. And now she's up here playing and singing with the worship team. Seeing that growth is, is, is just awesome. And seeing those steps. Some of us, you know, I remember when we, you know, when I was a kid, it's like, boy, I remember you was a baby. Now you all grown up, all handsome and everything. You know, you hear, you hear older people say that. And now I'm older and I'm seeing some of the kids that I taught and coached football when they was a lot younger and now they're older. And I'm like, man, time is really just going. The clock doesn't stop. It doesn't stop for none of us. And so we've got to make sure as time is going that we're utilizing our time the right way and that we're in position to be successful. We're, we're in the right place at the right time. Some people that we know didn't do that. They didn't make the right choices. And some of them people aren't here today because they was at the wrong place at the wrong time. is open if you feel like that you're struggling with where you need to be in life you feel like you know what I just can't make the right decisions right now my mind is just it's cluttered I can't focus you've got altar workers here to pray for you get that help we all need that support I can't do nothing on my own Pastor Kent can't do things on his own. Jeff, the sheriff of our town, can't do things on his own. He's got plenty of people. God was telling me, he's like, you know, if stuff gets to, gets to Jeff Buller's desk, that means this person didn't do, couldn't handle it, this person couldn't handle it, this person, and he's going through all this list of chain of commands. We all got to have that support. And if we can't figure it out on our own, because we just, for some reason, that connection between us and God is cloudy. You come to this altar and you lay it down. But it takes you to get up on your own two feet and come here and you lay it down so that God can work in your life. Because once you realize you can't do it on your own and that you need Him, that's when you start growing. I don't want to be an apple tree just sitting there and no apples and God walks by and he looks at it. No point. What are you doing? What are we doing? You're never too young and you're never too old 
say, oh, you can't teach an uh, old dog new tricks. God can work in our lives, no matter how old we are. Just as David had to work with those sheep that are stubborn, didn't want to do right. God calls us his sheep because we like to sometimes just do our own things. And sometimes we just walk right in the wrong path. You ever look at like a bottle of bleach or something like that and it says not for consumption? Somebody tried to drink that bottle of bleach. You're like, are you kidding me? Who would do that, Bath? A sheep? Who would do that? Thing. All you got to do is just go on social media and you'll see a bunch of it. A bunch of just craziness. Remember Pastor Kid, one of his messages, he showed a lady where she's smashing her face in the bread and it had like all these views. Like, really? This is what we look at? Where's our focus? We need to be strengthened. the devil is throwing everything he can in every direction. But if we place ourselves where God wants us to be, all the resources that is flowing by, we can be a healthy tree producing healthy fruits that people are going to want to come up and grab and say, man, that's some good fruit. you serve, I want to serve him too because I've seen what you've been through. I want some of that too. We got to keep working. We got to keep praying. I pray that this message is really open up your heart and mind to what God is trying to do in your life. when I was a little boy and I still remember some of my days as a kid but now I'm 38 and I gotta figure out where am I gonna be at before I'm even 40 am I gonna grow or am I gonna stay the same but that's ultimately up to me and the work that I put in and the connection that I build with God to lead and guide me because the resources are there. Your resources are here at this altar. The people sitting next to you. If for some reason you don't feel like coming up here to pray, grab the person next to you, hold their hand and say, pray for me. I need that help. Come to her right now. I need it. Every day. devil isn't attacking you and throwing stuff at you. It's like, Lord, what is going on? What is going on? Because the devil knows his time is running out and he knows the clock isn't stopping. Let's pray. Precious loving Father, Lord, we thank you 
and we give you praise for all that you have done in our lives. Lord, we ask you to continue to mold and shape us and to position us to win for you, Lord. Lord, we pray that you will help us with our minds, with our character. Lord, we pray that when people look at us, they see you, Lord God, that they're attracted to us because of your spirit on us. Lord, I pray that you will help us for every situation that's going on in our lives, the crossroads that we're in, the end of the road that we feel like is, is done in our life. Lord, we know that that's a lie, and we know that there's still an option, and you're the only option. You're the plan A, B, C, and D. And so we ask you to just help us, lead us and guide us in our journey that we're on. Lord, remind us that we're not too young and not too old to do the things you have called us to do. Lord God, we ask you that you would place us in the right place and utilize the resources that you have placed around us to be successful. Lord, we also ask you that you would help us know what your success is for us and not what the world calls success. That you love on us, that you place the right people around our lives to lead and guide us. Lord, as we continue along this journey, every bumpy road, anytime things don't go our way, Lord, we we'll just pray that you still give us the strength to continue to praise you and know that you're right there. Know that we have you, that we can withstand any storm that comes our way, that we may bend a little bit, but we will not break. Thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name.